Hey folks, episode 14 here. Mondo, what have you been up to? Hey, what's up, man? A lot of the same stuff. Um, been playing Stadia on and off, mostly just because my TV is always preoccupied. So I just continue to game my way on my Chromebook. Um, I finished Tomb Raider Definitive, which I've beaten before. It was kind of fun to play it again, but nothing special. Um, I know we were talking about Panzer on the uh, DSOC Discord. So I finished up the Panzer Dragoon remake. Uh, How is it? Because I was seriously right. considering purchasing that. Well, I mean, it's like five or six bucks. It's worth it at that cost. Um, I finished it on Stadia because it was free and it played well. Um, it's cool, man. It looks good for a, a remake. Nothing special. Still feels exactly the same. It really is just like a, a better looking version of the OG Saturn game. So it's not like I wouldn't pay more than $10 for that thing or even 10 bucks. I would try to stick it to like five or six bucks. You didn't um, take issue with the controls or the camera? No, it's the same, dude. Like, it really feels exactly the same. Um, nothing changed. Control scheme is exactly the same. Uh, and the graphics are just better. Like, it's a little more modern, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the music's even redone, which sounds really nice. Like, the, um, uh, you can, when you start up the game, it's like, it's really cool to hear it all kind of redone. But, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's super short. You could probably beat it in, like, an hour and a half to an hour so i mean i would only get it as a sega fan in my opinion like if if you didn't care for the originals i, I wouldn't even bother with it then yeah um and then i've also been playing i played some binary domain the other no, day. no you didn't no you didn't yeah i did i sort of forgot i played it on my on my 360 i didn't stream anything but i played on my 360 um i wanted to play it on the tv without lag because i've been streaming it and it'd be you know i was having some lag issues playing it through my PC. But uh, yeah, man, it's good. Like I, I got to the part where you're on the train and then you have to fight that big ass gorilla looking thing. Do you remember which yes. one? Like, yeah. yeah. So that's where I'm at. And I, <laughs> you killed my ass. So I stopped playing after that. <laughs> yeah. The, well, it eventually I think chases you into like a tunnel or something like that. I can't quite remember, but yeah, I remember the, uh, what you're talking about, the gorilla, like the monkey boss. Yeah. He, he, you have to fight him in like this open area. So right away, I was like, okay, it's boss time. Cause it's like, they threw you into this area. That's way too open. Uh, and I'd been running through like corridors for most of the, um, most of the level and like going in and out of uh, like subway trains. Um, but yeah, no, it's fun. Like I, I thought I was getting close to taking him out, but he ended up smashing me like one of his smashes and you're out. So I was yes. like, God dang it. Well, yeah, I think you powerful. can still inject yourself with the health kit, but uh, yeah, I tried to do, I think I injected myself like twice, but the third time I injected myself and he bashed me right away. So <laughs> he took me out like uh, way before I was able to get it in. But uh, dude, it's good. Like it's right now where I'm at and how much I've put into it. Uh, it's definitely going to be in my, one of my favorites. It's not my favorite third person shooter. So it's, it's really cool. Um, yeah. It's a very good third person shooter. I heavily encourage folks to play it. Yeah. Who are fans of third person shooters. It's a, it's really upsetting that it didn't do better uh, and there will never, there's definitely not going to be a sequel to that no. game. Yeah, no, um, definitely not. No, it's I a bummer because it. the, the one big thing I would have liked to see in it would have been a co-op uh, function, but yeah, uh, you can tell looking at it that they designed it for single player. They would have to make everything wider and stuff for, for co-op because it's just not open enough for co-op. But uh, yeah, there's like a lot of parts where it's like basically wide enough for like one player. 
but um, super linear game. Yeah, it's super linear, and the multiplayer, like the multiplayer, was for how tacked, uh, how obviously tacked on it was back when you could still find people to play with. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun online, but it like it's legit. They just take like the boss levels, okay, um, and then like stick objects in them. It's so it's so like tacked on and afterthought, but it, they had a, they had a survival, like a horde survival mode. Yeah. And it was brutally difficult. Um, it was very difficult. I played, I used to play it quite a bit and, um, there might be still some people on PC organizing games every now and then, but even towards, know. towards the time that like I stopped playing, it was getting really, cause I was running a group actually to organize multi at the time. This was like a like a man, I don't know, two years after it came out. And by that point, the community was in pretty rough shape. And uh, like you really had to like plan and, and like put like on on the Steam group, we, were, we would like bulletin when matches were going to be to get people to show up. And it, it was tough. Damn. Well, I'd be down to do some Steam uh, matchups if anybody still plays it. Like now that I have it on Steam, too, I would give it a shot. But, uh, I could probably wrestle up some people if you wanted dude, to check it out. I think but. we should. That would be pretty cool, man. I w- I'd be, I'd be down for that. Um, but no, it's it's a good game. Um, I it sucks that I, it took me ten years to play it or whatever because I have had it for a long time. Like I said, it was sealed for my, many years. I think I bought it at a um, Jesus uh, game crazy. Nah, man, it was one of a really weird store. It wasn't like a game store. Um, I bought it at like a big lots. Oh yeah. Cause they towards, I mean, it was bar, a bargain bin for yeah, sure. Yeah, It was cheap. It was like 10, 15 bucks. And I just grabbed it cause it was a Sega game, but uh, dude, it's good, man. Like honestly, it feels so smooth and it runs really well on the 360. It doesn't stutter. It doesn't have any, any frame drops or anything like that, that I've noticed. Um, but uh, it sucks that it never got like, um, you know, it never got dropped on the, on the new Xbox. So it would play even better. Um, I'm hoping for uh for that on the series x or something but i i seriously doubt it um but yeah no it's great it's super fun um i'm hoping to finish it hopefully this week so we'll see but i think i'm pretty close um and then i've also i grabbed mafia uh, the definitive edition like that remake i grabbed that and i've been playing it kind of on and off on the series x when i get a chance which isn't too often to use my my tv but uh it's a lot of fun it's it's cool as hell the um I like the old school Chicago uh, era and everything. And uh, it looks super nice in 4K. But uh, yeah, it's the first Mafia game I've ever played. So it's really cool. Um, I've only done maybe like, ah, geez, like probably six or seven missions so far. But it's it's pretty brutal, like the amount of violence and stuff. I didn't think it'd be this intense. <laughs> but it's it's pretty gnarly game. Um, just But yeah, no, it's cool. It's a lot of fun. I don't know if you played a Mafia game. I think you said you did. but uh, I played... <clears throat> the second excuse me okay but yeah uh, it's nice man it looks super nice with the remade graphics yeah the second was the second was cool but the problem with it was outside of like the story there was nothing to do in that game nothing uh it was a very dead open world but the thing i will say about it is the period was great the cars were great yeah. and even the gunplay wasn't awful for that type of game i mean compared to like grand theft auto it was actually pretty yeah good, so yeah, this is like a third person game, same kind of mechanics like duck and cover and you know, you hide behind stuff to shoot people and headshots are obviously like, you know, you want to aim for that and uh 
the cars and the driving aspect of it is probably my favorite part. Just driving the old cars is, yes. is really fun. It's yeah, super the, cool. the second one, I liked what they did with the car physics because they were kind of floaty, but that's actually how old school cars were, really. I mean, they were pretty, they were like boats. They kind of handled like yeah. boats. So, um, anyways. But yeah, uh, so that's, that's been... That's been what I've been pretty much up to, man. Uh, you... Did you grab uh, Outriders yet or no? I haven't downloaded it. Nah, man. Like I was planning to do that this weekend, so we'll see. Because tomorrow, I'm, I have plans tomorrow, and then there's Easter Sunday coming up. So I'm not sure I'll get a chance. But, I mean, day one drop, like, you, can, you have to try it, you know? I've been hearing, like, that it's a lot of fun, but I've also heard the servers have been out basically since it started so uh that wouldn't surprise me yeah, yeah. i mean being game pass day one is not yeah. uh but yeah the reviews were good it's got like an 82 on open critic i think so yeah uh i've been playing so i finished up mankind divided very good nice. criminal past desperate measures um the dlcs uh don't bother with anything except for probably criminal past uh Criminal Pass has some cool story stuff. Mankind Divided was very good. It's not, in my view, as good as Human Revolution. Um, it just kind of... The story's not as good. Uh, it's got some quality of life improvements and stuff, but it's just not as engaging from a story perspective as uh, Human Revolution was. I need to start the first ASX, but I'm kind of taking a break. I'm kind of doing something a little bit different because I did human revolution and mankind divided back to back. Um, so I'm working on Yakuza five, which is in PC. I'm playing it on PC, but it's in game pass. Uh, and I was like, cause I paid for like two years of game pass. So I was like, I should probably get some, some of my money back by playing some games in game pass. And yeah. I wanted, I had not played Yakuza five. I also saw Yakuza six is coming. So after Yakuza yep. five, I was intending to do Yakuza four, which is another Yakuza game. I have not, uh, beaten i played it way back when but i didn't beat it uh yakuza 6 i'll probably play instead um because even yakuza 5 has like some stuff like that i'm not kind of super crazy about so um and yakuza 4 i remember even back then taking some issues with how the, the game controlled in certain ways but uh <laughs> i've been on a big studio ghibli kick uh hbo has uh, a studio ghibli hub that's awesome. And uh, so you can like most of their back catalog is on there. So I've watched That's a bunch cool. of Studio Ghibli movies I hadn't seen. And now me and the wife are going to start rewatching ones we haven't seen in a while. So um, but I did watch. Well, you hadn't the, seen Castle in the Sky for real? I had not seen Castle in the Sky. No. So Castle <laughs> in the Sky was one of the ones I watched. I watched Secret World of Arietti uh howl's moving castle ocean Damn, waves bro. only yesterday one of the documentaries about hey miyazaki but there's two i can't remember which what the name of the one i watched is there's two i need to watch the second one the one i watched was about his retirement the thing i appreciated about the documentary was he called uh what's that song from frozen is it let, let it go it, yeah let it go yeah he yeah he calls that song uh trash and I appreciated that about him. <laughs> um, and the, that's actually kind of ballsy because Disney partners with Studio Ghibli pretty yeah, extensively. Like, um, they like compare 
Studio Ghibli to like that's like the Easter Disney to a lot of people. So yeah, and, kind of and Disney Disney actually <laughs> distributes their movies right. over here. So yeah, uh, but yeah, um, oh, shit. nonetheless, uh, <laughs> only yesterday, Palm Poco. Um, so out of that list that I just gave, though, I would say uh, oh, there's some really good Studio Ghibli movies I hadn't seen. So uh, Dude, I can't believe you hadn't seen Castle in the Sky. That's like their first movie ever. Uh, yeah, it's one of the first. Some people, well, they had done uh, Lupin the Third, Castle yeah. Cagliostro before, but they technically weren't Studio Ghibli at that point. No, uh, but I had seen that movie. That's a great movie for folks who haven't seen it. The studio, the Lupin the Third that they did was freaking great, but. Uh, um the out of this list actually i don't think castle in the sky is a contender for like one of their best movies ever the i will say out of this list though only yesterday is excellent that's a great movie um i really like secret world of arietti but of course it's you know it's the borrower so it's it's more targeted at children uh and the wind rises i think which is one of their more recent ones that movie in particular is I think one of the best movies they've ever made. Uh, that one's a great movie. The thing that's special about The Wind Rises and Only Yesterday is they are both movies that feel like they're targeted adults as well as actually Ocean Waves, but Ocean Waves isn't quite of that caliber of the other two. But they're both movies that feel like they're targeted at adults, which is kind of refreshing in the world of like high quality animated films. So um, like they, you know, their their plots just uh, like the wind rises is about the aer- aeronautical engineer who designed the Japanese uh, the Mitsubishi Zero uh, fighter plane that was uh, used by the um, Japanese during World War Two. So it's it's yeah. it's it's a uh, partially auto uh, autobiographical of of uh, this this engineer, but um, uh, it does have some fictional elements, though. But it's it's really good. It's very good. It's very much uh, targeted at adults. But uh, anyways, that's what I've been up to. I actually need to get that's back cool. to Yakuza 5. I have not played Yakuza 5 all week because I've been playing a crap ton of Rocksmith. Like a metric F-ton of Rocksmith. It's been a lot. And I became obsessed with get, like getting a very high score in two songs. The first one is oh Autumn Leaves, which is an old jazz standard, and I pretty much mastered that. That one's not like crazy difficult, but it's very cool. And I wanted an excuse to play my semi-hollow Gretsch, which that song represented a perfect excuse to do so. But then I became and spent a lot of time this week on Sweating Bullets by Megadeth, and wow, was that a challenge. I spent a lot of time breaking into the 90% uh, range. I think I, I ended up on 90.9, I think is where I stopped. And my, my sole goal was basically to get into the 90s on it because it's a really freaking hard song. And uh, I broke into 90.9 this morning, so I'm calling that good. Yeah. And uh, I, it took me forever to do. I kept on spending like hours and I would go from like 86 to 86.3. And that, that was like the kind of progress I was seeing. <laughs> so, so this morning when I broke 90.9 uh, with, with my Ibanez, I was like, all right, that's, that's good. Cause the game, the other thing is the game's uh, note detection isn't perfect. So usually, you know, if you're getting like a 90 point, <laughs> nine you're probably realistically more playing around like a 93 or a 94 with a song like that um as far as how accurate you are because the game does not detect 
perfectly uh the what note you're playing it's 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 very close though but anyways that's what i've been playing we should probably head into rumors yeah man you're always playing way too much rocksmith that's like i'm playing a lot a lot of rocksmith and eventually whenever they announce a sequel i'm pretty much the only i'm definitely I, whenever they do the sequel, it's actually quite convenient because out of the DSO gaming staff, I'm probably the only person qualified to review that game. So yeah. I, will get, I will be getting the review copy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would what what would they add to a second game though? Uh, the big thing because it's rumored. Well, it's not rumored, but there was they were hiring for jobs <laughs> that clearly indicate at Ubisoft a uh, potential sequel. Uh, wow. What they would what they would add is uh, a multiplayer component. Uh, oh, dude, uh, like, that would be sweet. Like, like online on, online multi of some sort. Because <laughs> uh, so there's local head to head against somebody then online. Well, so they have local multi, but it's like okay. one person places the bass or rhythm guitar, and the other person okay. plays lead guitar. So, like, because there's like with the so with each song, there's usually lead guitar, rhythm guitar, and then bass guitar. So the stuff, the other thing they could potentially add that some people have discussed is they could probably, it'd be too difficult to do drums because the, I mean, there's yeah. not a, like a digital, I mean, I guess you could have electronic drums right? Um, and do it that way, but that would definitely be, uh, I mean, they could actually, I guess they could, but you'd have to, you'd have to, you know, I mean, I, I, that's feasible. I suppose they could also do, some people have floated keyboards. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. Uh, keyboards would definitely work. So, I mean, there's, they could incorporate other instruments in a sequel, and the other big thing they could do is add online multi. Now, the problem with online multi is there's a huge issue with latency in these games, as is because of the audio processing. So, uh, like, I largely consider the console versions of Rocksmith unplayable because the they just you can't reduce the latency enough to make it like nice to play. Whereas on PC, you can actually modify in a config file what the like what the latency is for the audio processing and it works because if you have a game in PC, it's usually powerful enough to actually handle that before the actual note is displayed or whatever on screen. But um, or at least when it because like on console, you it'll show you what note you're supposed to play or what chord and you got to play it like way in front of that, like like where it's actually showing it because otherwise the like it, the game doesn't process it in time. So, um, nonetheless, uh, in a sequel, what I would you could do is you could do head-to-head multi. That's not an awful idea. That's actually a pretty good idea. And then there's, it'd be great if they could figure out how to do online co-op like they have local co-op. That'd be phenomenal. That's that that's cool. where if they could do that in the sequel, I would be ecstatic. So, and definitely want to upgrade to the new version but so i mean otherwise rocksmith 2014 remastered is if folks are interested in a game like that it's pretty freaking well made that would be cool yeah anyways anyways we're getting into rumors uh the first one we have first and only rumor actually uh Alan Wake 2 is uh, supposedly in development and it's to be published by Epic Games. So again, this is a rumor, take with a grain of salt, but uh, I guess Jeff Grubb said that uh, it's been in the works and uh, Remedy's been working on it and Epic will be publishing. So I don't know if that means that it's going to be an Epic Game Store exclusive or not, but uh, probably. I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, seeing as what they've been doing lately, but I mean, that's that's huge news. Alan Wake is a lot of fun. I had 
you know, I beat this game like, oh man, probably eight years ago, but I had a lot of fun with it. It was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, Remedy still makes great games. So Control was a lot of fun and Quantum Break was actually a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, that's cool. AMD has provided, this is, we're leaving rumors, by the way, and heading into the news. AMD <laughs> has provided an update on Fidelity FX. This is their feature to combat or at least respond to NVIDIA's DLSS feature. Um, the big deal, I think the main point to take away from this, first of all, they've said that it's hit coming later this year, uh, which I don't think is too surprising to anybody. But the big deal is with this uh, Fidelity FX is uh, DLS relies, DLSS relies on uh, AI-based machine learning, and that's powered partially by the Tensor Core and their GPU, whereas AMD is going with this uh, direct ML approach, which is a little more standardized and will not require any specialization on the GPU end of things. So it's maybe not going to perhaps work as well. I was discussing some of this prior, like a couple weeks prior in the Discord with one of the users there about how... Uh, you know, perhaps AMD's solution isn't going to be as good, but because it's cheaper to implement and kind of more standardized, it stands a strong chance of actually being more widely adopted because the same situation kind of played out with G-Sync versus FreeSync, where AMD went with a kind of what was going to be, you know, part of the display sport, display port standard anyways, and it just seems like FreeSync thus was at least i mean i don't have numbers on market share but it seems like it kind of won out so anyways uh next piece of news earth defense force world brothers to pc on may 25th it's basically an earth defense force game that uh is voxel based so there you go if you like earth defense huh. force and you thought geez this should look like minecraft <laughs> you're in luck uh, Shin Mikami Tensai 3 Nocturne HD Remaster coming to PC on May 25th. Uh, you know, that's cool. Uh, it's cool to see more Atlas games showing up, basically. That's where I'm yep. at on this. Um, on PC, uh, a lot of people wanted this to happen for a long time. People were not happy because the game is priced at $50. Oh, uh, man. That is, that is not a lot. That's, that's, uh, not exclusive to PC, however, that's uh, it's coming to other platforms at the same price, so um, Jeez. you know, whatever. I mean, it's 30 bucks, dude. Oh, not 30, 50. No, it should be 30 bucks. Oh, right, yes. Uh, something like that. It's a very old game, it's a PS2 title, Jeez. so you know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's anyways. Uh, wait for a price drop, folks. It's going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, Super Bomberman R Online is coming soon to PC. Uh, we don't have an exact date, but uh, you know, I'm glad Bomberman is like still a thing that's happening. So, yeah, you jumped all the way to Bomberman. Oh, I did. You're right. I skipped. He's right. He called me out, and it's correct. I did skip. In fact, it's... <laughs> <laughs> okay, my bad. All right, well, that news is covered for later. But anyways, Witcher 3 next-gen update will release in the second half of 2021. Um, That's you know, cool. Are you going yeah. to get a patch? Is it free, or what's the deal? Yeah, it's, it's free. It's a patch. Nice. Uh, CD Projekt Red is good at this, and this is why I still have some hope for Cyberpunk, uh, because, okay. 
they do support their games long after release and um yeah you know um i don't know if i would replay witcher 3 because it's a pretty long game yeah just because of like if they add ray tracing to it i don't know if that's gonna like cause me to replay it but it's i would probably start it up just to see toussaint in whatever whatever it looks like after this this patch because i'm sure it's going to be gorgeous it was already gorgeous and they're probably going to make it even more gorgeous but anyways that's cool i don't want to get into a witcher 3 diatribe yeah, I, was I, was say, those. <laughs> I was gonna say here we go it's starting back up um next bit of news monster hunter stories 2 wings of ruin is officially coming to pc july 9th so yeah yeah it looks like it was listed on steam and and they dropped the trailer for it. So that's cool. I've never heard of Monster Hunter stories. Is this just like a, is it way different than Monster Hunter? I, I don't understand what this is any different. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Offering a story-based RPG experience. Well, okay, there you go. So that's interesting. <laughs> Dude, I have never played a Monster Hunter before other than like really? PSP games. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you beat there. I beat the... Uh... I, I the last Monster Hunter title I played extensively was the first game on PS2. So, damn. Just just to let you know, I was there before Monster Hunter was cool. Yeah, my uh, brothers were really into Try on the Wii, like a, a, really into it. I think there was like a limited edition one when I came with a controller. Yeah, I remember that. But the um, no, uh, I bought one of the PSP ones and then I just didn't stick with it. I think portable the second portable one. But the uh yeah I think I played like a total of like maybe an hour. It, it to be honest with you, like I was into it on PS2 and then when I tried to play it again I was like mm. and then I messed with yeah. World because it was in Game Pass and I'm just right kind of still there, it. isn't it? Yeah I think it is yeah. Yeah. I've I've considered like that being my first re entry one. Yeah, and then I was watching some dudes streaming the uh, the new Switch one. I forget what it's called. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? The one that just came out. Uh, Rise, yes. Yeah, and it looks super Japanese. Like it looks way more Eastern than this than World does. Um, but it looked like a lot of fun. Well, Rise um, is coming to PC as well. Right. Yeah, that's true. Later this year. Yeah, but uh, if it's on Game Pass, I've considered it just because I wouldn't have to pay for it. But I hear it's like way more Western. So I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a go. Um, yeah. Uh, next piece of news. Uh, Microsoft Xbox Store is leaked. Necromunda hired gun. First details and screenshots. I think this is from the Warhammer 40,000 universe. It is, yes. And it's a Ivine <laughs> Science team that's developed, oh. which was like a... Yeah. That was a quasi, I want to say cult hit, uh, like I don't know, eight years ago on Steam. It's been a while. I, I don't remember exactly when, but uh, some people were, that's the main reason we're the actually, is because that game did have a decent following. Uh, and speaking of, speaking of 40K and decent third person, I've been yeah. uh, and I, I, did you ever play Space Marine? Before no, Space man. Marine? Uh, now, I remember you dropped the link on the on uh, and I was like, dude, that looks like a lot of fun, actually. It's a very good third person shooter. Uh, 
funnily enough, now also a Sega title because they acquired Relic during the THQ right. bankruptcy. But uh, that's another like third-person shooter that I think of often when I think of third-person shooters that did not get the appreciation they deserved. This game looks cool, though, Necromunda. Sounds uh, like cool. You know, I would prefer they do another, like, kind of quasi-original IP, IP. I think I, I was based on a board game, actually, but I think they had actually made the board game themselves, if memory serves. This is going back a while. I will say if these screenshots are representative of the final product, and they're not nice, shots, these, the art direction looks phenomenal. Like, and the gra- gra- on a technical level, it looks pretty good, too, but like yeah. this, uh, I don't know, it does look pretty promising, um and it's a good development team so if that works out that's phenomenal um the next piece of news is tmnt uh teenage mutant ninja turtles shredder's revenge beat-em-up announced now it's kind of been like a renaissance for beat-em-up games recently yep uh there was of course streets of rage 4 which was excellent and um uh there was also uh scott pilgrim came back on DLC, on downloadable platforms, which had been missing for some time. And then there was uh, the Battletoads game, which was not the tier of Streets of Rage 4, but it was still solid. It was still fun. Yep. This game uh, looks a lot like the old school Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games, like uh, Turtles in Time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm pretty stoked about this. It's, uh, it's, It's Dot Emu. Uh, who published Streets of Rage 4, and then Tribute Games, Panzer Paladin and Mercenary Kings fame. Uh, you know, it's it's a beat-em-up, so there's not much to say other than, I mean, I'm a big fan of the genre. The game looks good to me. Yeah. Uh, and it does retain the feature that when you throw people, they fly at the screen, which was right. always that was, that was like my favorite part of the uh, Turtles in Time. <laughs> yes, for the boss fight where you actually with the shredder where you, shredder yeah yes where you and it actually like shattered the yeah. glass that he was looking out of it was exactly. freaking rad yeah very he's cool like, stuff he's like aiming at you i think right like trying yes to he's shoot aiming you. at you trying to shoot you and guys come in from the side of the screen and the way you beat him is by throwing the guys at him it's which is awesome from the view that you're looking at so you're looking out at the turtles like your shredder it's very cool <laughs> the whole thing's cool um so yeah that's awesome that's a really cool one uh, oh yeah you already did super bomber <laughs> we did super bomber man yeah <laughs> oh boy oh, hilarious. Fun, um, yeah. <laughs> next one sea of thieves now has over 20 million players the game has legs even though when we first played it two years three years ago we were just like it was a while ago now <laughs> yeah it was fun, man, but we've talked about this game a lot, you know? It was fun to, like, troll people and do the things we did it to the start, but I hear it has so much more content, so it's cool to see that it's actually... I don't even... Yeah, I don't even think it's the same off. game. But, I'm sure it isn't. Um, I think it's actually gotten harder to grief people, too, which was, like, back when it that came out, the, that was, like, that was the only reason to play it, really. <laughs> yeah. It was to grief people. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, um... Near Automata was updated for PC and Game Pass. This pissed a lot of people off. So no, no on Steam, way. the game has problems. And the Game Pass version that was released, because it was added to PC Game Pass, 
fixes a lot of the issues. And I don't believe we've heard whether there's a patch coming to the Steam version of the game uh, because it's technically a different version of the game. It's technically uh, so like it's like the quote it, they came up with a name for it. But it, yeah, Game of the Yorha edition instead of Game of the Year edition uh is the version that's on steam whereas become as god's edition is the version that's on game pass both on xbox and pc uh yeah i get why people are angry about this and worse it happened with a second game the evil within the evil within is also uh (laughs) more updated on game pass than it is on Steam. Uh, it's got an infinite ammo mode, low media options, a low medium options for the camera, Bob. And there are now new now icons for lantern slash sneaking in the first person view. Hmm. Uh, it features a field of view option that was not originally there and an FPS mode. Uh, so, you know, uh, <laughs> At least with um, it w- there were reports that the Evil Within patch that's on Game Pass, some folks commented Microsoft customer service, and the customer service told them they asked both about uh, Near and they asked about Evil Within. Now with Near, it's a Square Enix game, so the rep told them like they don't know, like you know, if that patch is going to come to Steam. Yeah. Uh, or if that version is going to come to Steam anyways, because it is technically a different version of the game. Uh, but they should still fix the old version of the game because we're not talking about content differences here. We're talking about technical issues. Um, uh, but the Evil Within patch is reportedly, according to that customer service rep anyways, coming to Steam. So at least with the Evil Within, they did not give a date. They did not. And obviously it's just a customer service rep. So who knows yeah. if they actually know for real or not, but <laughs> right. there was at least a representative that in theory said that that patch is going to hit the evil within on steam. Hmm. Uh, anyways, next piece of news, Microsoft brings or intends to bring auto HDR feature to windows uh, 10. It is actually already in the insider ring. If you're part of the insider ring. Yeah. Uh, for Windows 10, uh, so it's probably you know uh, going to be added to the public version of Windows 10 at some point. Uh, of course, Microsoft does not necessarily guarantee that. They've had features in the Insider Ring before that did not end up making it into a final release, uh, such as the tabbed file explorer, uh, much to uh, the chagrin of many a Windows super user. But uh, Nonetheless, um, you know, I think this feature is definitely going to come to Windows uh, 10, and I'm pretty stoked about this. I'm a big fan of HDR. I do have an HDR monitor, uh, and I want to see HDR happen for PC uh, because it's, like, freaking annoying that, like, you're actually, if you want to use HDR, you're really actually, as far as HDR is concerned, you're better off going into, like, an Xbox ecosystem right now, and that should not be the case. Um, Yeah. Uh, PC should be always where the highest fidelity experience is. It's got the most horsepower and there's not an excuse for not pushing it. So anyways, auto HDR is a great feature. Uh, Love to see that. So yeah. 
Next piece of news, Xbox Live is dead. Well, the name anyway. Um, so now it's the Xbox Network. Dumb and name. It's dumb name. I hate it. Stupid. And so it's a bummer. 20 plus years, right, of Xbox Live. And now it's for marketing purposes, it's gone. Like, I guess Xbox Live Gold is still going to be Xbox Live Gold. But... Which makes it even dumber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How does that make sense? But everything else will be Xbox Network now. So... Microsoft's branding is kind of a disaster. It really is so bad, dude. Like, I just I, don't get it. Their branding is a disaster. Like, I don't know if anybody remembers Xbox Music, which lasted all of, like, four months until they renamed it Groove Music. Do you remember oh, that? God, no, no, no. They, they, they had, like, Zune Music for the yeah, Zune player way Zune. back when. And then that became irrelevant. So they like they were like, oh, let's they still kept it around to Zoom music, but then they finally rebranded it to Xbox music. And I think that lasted all of like half a year or something. And then they were like, oh, and the whole pitch was like Xbox is an entertainment brand now. And like and then that like didn't last and they renamed it Groove Music. And then in Windows 10, I think that Groove is actually still there. Yeah, it is. The app is still there, but if you uh if you um, like click it, it's like there's just an ad to get Spotify at the bottom. It doesn't offer a subscription <laughs> service anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what is the point? Why? So, well, it, you can still use it to like play music locally, oh, but it's Jesus. just like a. They don't have a subscription service anymore. It All used right. to be a subscription service. But yeah, I mean, Microsoft, I mean, and even even more obviously, I mean, the naming convention of the Xbox yeah. since the Xbox One has been yeah. a freaking disaster. I mean, you go Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One S all digital, which yeah, the acronym for that is Xbox SAD. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got Xbox One X. And then you have Xbox, the next gen version is Xbox Series blank, Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X, which is very close to the old name. Yep. And funnily enough, uh, I think it was in a press release for an assassin for the Assassin's Creed game, the initial press release from Microsoft that mentioned it actually referenced Xbox One S and Xbox One X instead yeah. of Series S and Series X. So their own PR department confused the platforms in the press release i mean it's just it's atrocious i mean it's it's like i mean when your marketing team screws up you know you screwed up well it harkens back to like i mean everybody gave nintendo crap for wii u but it's like at least yeah. like wii u it, it wasn't a good name but it was at no. least indicative that it was something different because the wii was never called wii u yeah, it was, you know, it was like it, this is a different piece of hardware. It was still a bad idea. Yeah. I don't. It was a like it was not a good name, but like the issue with the Wii U was they could never market the fact that it was like a standalone console and not a peripheral for the Wii. That's the problem. That was the argument. I think the issue for the Wii U was that the controller was a really stupid idea and added a lot to the it cost. It was stupid too. Yeah. Uh, the second screen thing was always a dumb idea. And it was always like, even on DS, it really had limited applications. I mean, most of the time, if we're being 100% honest, most of its application in games on DS was like what the pause menu would have been in a typical game. Yeah. 
That's true. It had some games that utilized the, uh, you know, the sec- the touchscreen pretty well. Yes, like- but they were few and far between. They were like <laughs> WarioWare did, but not many people care about care about WarioWare. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot I of puzzle mean- visual novel type games, though. You know. Yes, last the last I think it was the last window. That game was pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, I remember playing that. The other game, I will say this: the game that I there were some big games on DS that actually did hit it big though using the touchscreen. There were Nintendo Dogs, mm-hmm. which, oh, yeah. which heavily used the touchscreen. That was a smash. And then the other one that comes to mind was uh, Brain Age. That was another huge yeah. franchise. I thought heavily... I thought Phoenix Wright did it really well too. Yes, that's. Uh, but I don't think that it was a smash the way the other franchises were. It was pretty cold. Oh, yeah, and then actually, was... there was Professor Layton as well, and that franchise oh, yeah. was big. That game, it, it's weird to think of because now Professor Layton is done; it's gone, yeah. and it's nobody weird. talks about it anymore. But it was there was a period of time where Professor Layton was like uh, the games were doing millions, yeah. and they were huge in Japan too. They never came out here though, did they? No, they came out here. Okay. I didn't realize the DS ones did. I don't know why. I didn't think they did. So, but so um, there you go. Anyways, that's we're off on a tangent. Also, just yeah. since we're off topic anyways, and we're about to move into the next story. Diatribe was the wrong word choice because it makes me sound bitter about Witcher 3. I'm not <laughs> yeah, bitter about Witcher 3. <laughs> I, I I just I in the past, if you're a longtime listener, I used to go on these really long Tangents. like tangents there you go about witcher 3 because i was so enthralled with it so yeah yeah anyways he's enthusiastic about it still um next bit of news which really irritates me i hate this it makes me mad <laughs> he's upset twice now he's upset about the xbox live name change <laughs> yeah. he's upset about the this next piece of sony news so he's upset this with sony like... as well this pisses me off. So basically, Sony is closing the PS3, Vita, and PSP stores this summer, which means you will not be able to purchase any more digital PS3 games, Vita games, and PSP games in July and August. Okay. PSP, I get it. That is old. Like It's that, old. I However, I, I do... There should be an asterisk there, which is the... Um, it's really the only way to play backward compatibility on Vita. Yeah. Yes. And the PSP library being available on Vita is a big reason to own a Vita. Yes. It is true. And I have quite a bit of uh of digital PSP games. Like yep, a couple of Final Fantasies. I have Third Birthday, I think, as well. So there's a couple. Um, so you basically you'll be able to download all the games that you've purchased, but you cannot purchase any new ones going forward. And a couple months ago, they they got rid of uh, purchases on their website. Like you can no longer buy PS3 games, Vita, and PSP games on on their Sony store online on a browser. So you'll never be able to buy another digital game online for either of these platforms. Only re-download games that you've already purchased. I mean, I think this is crap because there are a lot of great games still for all of these platforms that I think people would still want to buy if they gave the option on newer platforms like i don't what irritates me about sony is that they don't seem to give a crap about their lineage like they have games that are stuck on old old platforms that they've never given another another look at like a more recent one to me is metal gear solid 4 how it's well, never that's, been... that's konami yeah but it's still stuck on the ps3 and i feel like there has to be a way 
for them to bring that to the PS4 or 5. Like, I don't know how that's been stuck there. And not even dropped it on PS Now or anything, which also would be a good way for them to allow people to play their old games. Well, it is kind of bizarre that Konami... I mean, I agree. I don't think that's Sony's responsibility, but now that you mention it, it is kind of freaking bizarre that Konami has not ported that game Yeah, it is anywhere weird. else. It's really weird. Because, I mean, Metal Gear Solid 3, Metal Gear Solid uh, 2, I want to say, mm-hmm. the first game. I mean, they all showed up kind of elsewhere. I think Metal Gear Solid yep. 2 did anyways, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, it did. Yeah, they did. It's yeah, it did. Because it, it's on, on the, the V. It, it's, yeah, it's on, yeah, it's on the PS3. So it wasn't just a PS2 title. So it's really mm-hmm. MGS4 that is stuck on the PS3 on a, on a specific console. And it was yep. such a big deal. It was yeah. that, that generation. I mean, I know that folks have, it became such a divisive game after it came out. And in retrospect, to the point, I think it was the only year game of the year award that NeoGAF ever, there was so much outrage that it won the original game of the year for the specific <laughs> year that it won that NeoGAF actually, if I think a year or two later, reheld their game of the year awards and it still won for that specific year. It pissed a lot of people off. Yeah, oh, but I mean, it was it was a divisive game. I thought it was yeah. a great game. I, I it liked it too. When it came yeah, out, dude. my friend, who's like a super huge Metal Gear Solid fan, he admittedly, he's kind of unusual because I think his favorite Metal Gear Solid was Metal Gear Solid 2, which a lot of people not kosher with Metal Gear Solid 2, yeah. not fans of Metal Gear Solid 2, but he loved yeah. Metal Gear Solid 4 and he loved Metal Gear Solid 2. But I mean... um, I Metal Gear Solid Four. I mean, admittedly, I didn't play this. I didn't play two, and I didn't play three. I played the first game, and then I played four, and then I mm-hmm. played some of five. But I'm not like a super fan. But I thought Metal Gear Solid Four was pretty cool. Yeah, I played. But I mean, it was like it was a really big deal because like the PS3 was kind of it had, had a rough start. Yeah, it was. It was. It didn't have any big games to that point. It did. It was like. There was a lot of people like talking about, oh, where are the exclusives and like mm-hmm. where's Sony, like you know, where... and also it was like it was kind of the beginning of the end of Japanese game development dominance on consoles. Um, and so that that specific generation, not PS3, but just right. that that specific generation, because like they, the Japanese had largely the development had largely migrated to PlayStation Portable and DS that generation, and. Uh, so the home consoles, like a lot of people were thinking like, oh, PS3 is going to kind of pick up some of the slack. And Metal Gear Solid 4 was a big Japanese game in a way that very few Japanese games are as big anymore. In fact, I mean, I, really, it's up until, I mean, I don't think Metal Gear Solid 5 was as big as Metal Gear Solid 4. I'm, not I don't think so. I, no way. There's no way. Uh, I mean, maybe sales-wise, because it was on more platforms, but just like right. the the hype, yeah, was so big for four in a way that it it was just. And the other thing is, um, five, it just ah boy, I don't know. It was five to me just didn't need to happen because to me like four ended the story and then obviously making five like a prequel it's like i get it they went back to big boss's story but to me four was like it was the end of solid snake's story so to me that's what the anticipation was like what's gonna happen is he gonna die 
Like what, you know, and at the time PS3 didn't really have a whole lot of momentum. The Xbox was doing a lot of the heavy hitters was dropping a lot of great exclusives and it was getting a lot of Japanese content and exclusives at that time. Um, so this really was the big Japanese PlayStation game. I mean, they dropped the bundles too. And I think I bought a $500 PS3 with the game at when it dropped first night. I waited at outside of a Target at five in the morning to get it. There were only four bundles in store and I had to run to the game section to grab it. So like I was, I was super hyped to get it. Uh, but yeah, like going back to the to the original story, like the game is still stuck on a PS3. It's unbelievable. And I just checked actually, it sold six million copies on PS3, and the sequel, Phantom Pain, Damn. uh, sold also the last update that was given, mind you, it was close to release, was six uh-huh. million as well. But that was across three platforms. And and five had definitive editions that dropped too. I don't know if that plays into it at all, but the uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 did not have any other kind of remasters definitive editions nothing like that so that's pretty damn impressive yeah i mean it was there was just i just remember the the level of hype it was like this really big deal of like you want to have a ps3 when this game comes out and uh i mean i don't know it's it is really weird i am surprised that i that that it just occurred to me that that game is stuck on yeah it's something that i've thought about for a while just because to me like playstation now okay if you're gonna dump and get rid of all your stores, all your digital stores. That might, that should be your avenue for people to play your old games. There's such great games on the PS1 to the Vita that people <laughs> haven't played. So I feel like that should be the platform for it, um, especially because they allow people to download games onto their hard drive. Like um, not PS3 games, but they have PS2 games that you can download onto your hard drive on your PS4. Um, it particularly annoys me with PS2. With PS3, maybe there's some. I mean, I, I'm not sure where the emulation is for PS3, right. but for for PS1 and PS2, there's really not an excuse for not including there an isn't. emulator basically at the operating system level for those two consoles because they're they would be very easily emulated on the PS5. Yeah, uh, and in fact, they're easily emulated on the PS4. Um, uh, but for some reason, like, I mean, basically because Sony wants to sell you those games on their store, they don't allow you to do that. And um, I think that's quite crappy of them. Yeah. I, uh, you know, it's there's just not an excuse for not allowing people who have a disc of whatever PS1 game to insert that into their PS5 and play it. Exactly. Uh, PS3, I get because I think the emulation there for it is. It had the cell. It had that. It, it had that cell processor that was custom, yeah. and I'm sure that it's not the the emulation for it on PS5 may not be the easiest thing in the world. I don't know, but um, yeah, PS3. Like I, I actually get discontinuing the PS3 store the most out of these because, frankly, I have a PS3 still and it's a backward compatible unit, and turning it on, it sounds like a goddamn jet engine i mean the thing yeah. is like it's so thoroughly unpleasant to use it yeah it's so like i look back on it and i'm like wow like this thing was a real thing that i played games on for a long time and now i look at it and i'm like this thing's kind of junk in a way that i did not look at the ps i didn't look at the ps2 that way I didn't look at the ps1 that way i you know it, but the ps3 specifically i'm like i have the freaking george foreman one because it's a backward compatible <laughs> yep. ps3 and it's like I, I keep it because it is backward compat. It, you know, it's, yeah. it plays PS2, PS1 games. 
and it does it's it's great at that it you know it's great at playing ps1 through ps3 but it's just it's a shame that they completely basic because like you said i mean they've kind of abandoned their lineage and it was used to be up until the ps2 anyways or the ps3 that sony out of all the uh all the out, platforms, of all the hard, really. out of all the platforms, they took backward compatibility the most seriously. Exactly. Right. So what happened, man? I think new leaders. Because I mean, right? uh, 360 launched with a pretty crappy backward compatibility situation. Yeah. Compared to PS3, how PS3 launched. PS3, right. I mean, when it launched, it had complete backward compatibility initially. Then they just switched to the software-based backward compatibility, and that was still a lot better than the Xbox 360 backward compatibility. And uh, now it's like Sony just doesn't give a crap. Once they finally cut out backward compatibility entirely on PS3, they yeah. were just like, never look back. Never look back. And it's unfortunate, because like I keep saying, man, there's there's really solid games, you know, that that I think to me, PS Now should be that platform, but it's not, you know? It's like they don't care about it, so... They it's surprising to, to me. Yeah, be aggressive about it. Uh, and then the final thing I want to say about this is that, like I said, PSP, like I agree it's old. What I don't yeah. agree with, though, is that out of all these platforms, the Vita is the one that feels like it's really getting shafted. And yeah. uh, I know Vita is no longer in production. And the big issue with Vita, of course, is the memory cards are really tough to come by. Yeah. Uh, I've... I haven't checked recently, but I know on eBay, the prices for them were getting ridiculous. Uh, maybe they're going to come back down now because you can't buy games. So I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> I, I should, maybe I should look at selling mine while they're still, while they're still doing well. But uh, if they physical are still doing games, well. Physical games have been like going up so much on eBay. I can't imagine where they're going to go now. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, they're going to go sky high, I imagine. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, myself included, Vita was a digital first console. Exactly. Same here. Yep. There was not, uh, like, I really didn't want physical games with it because it, like, you know, I just wanted to be able to, like, I don't know, play them. And also, mm -hmm. I, I, weirdly enough, I trusted Sony more than Nintendo. <laughs> and like Nintendo, I was like, oh, I, I never want to buy digital games from Nintendo. Oh, like, but like Sony, they're going to be around a while. They'll, they'll, mm -hmm. they'll keep it up. And, you know, wrong to think that. Not that I still play Vita. I don't really care that much about it. But it's like, in fact, I was actually considering selling my unit. And I'm probably going to sell it here in the near future. But um, it sucks. But basically, I do think Vita was cut off too soon. And because I think Vita was too cut off too soon, and one of the main reasons to own a Vita is that PSP backward compat, and a lot of those games are still yeah. totally, they look good and they play fine, like things like Patapon and mm -hmm. Loco Roco on PSP. Um, it's a shame. It's a shame. I think they should have kept PSP and Vita up for another couple of years at least. And I just, I, I, I can't imagine it's that expensive to keep this crap going. Right you've already got the store infrastructure like why i don't know whatever it was a matter of time i mean once they dropped them from their websites you figured like it's coming pretty soon here i just didn't think it would be that soon because i think they dropped them like four months ago something like that so it seems like you could still sell like codes or something and then like let people redeem those codes yeah i think so something like that i'm not so you know i don't know it's um it's an unfortunate yeah, and, it's, it's and it feels cool. a little premature for Vita. Yeah, I'm not happy about it. I, I think it's lame. I play my Vita still pretty a good amount. Um, 
and they they used to drop sales on some games pretty frequently like i got persona 4 there for like i think 15 bucks so that's some good deals and getting that game physical right now i think it's like 50 dollars. so it's gonna go up but anyways um going on to our last bit of news which is a pretty big one actually that came out today it's a huge one that came out today um mlb the show 21 is coming to xbox game pass on day one um if some of you don't know, this is a Sony developed game um, and it's been exclusive to Sony platforms for many years. Uh, and somehow, and I'm not really sure how, it's coming to the Xbox. Uh, I'm assuming like an MLB deal in there somewhere, but it's pretty intense to see this coming. Uh, day well, one it was announced. Now. It was announced that it was coming to going multiplat a while ago and it was done okay. because um, it was the only way the MLB would allow Sony to retain the license. Gotcha. Uh, the MLB wanted to be multi-plat. They did not want to be exclusive to PlayStation. And uh, the, basically the the news around it, or at least the speculation around it, uh, was that the MLB was going to not go with Sony unless they agreed to go multi-plat. So it was known it was coming to Xbox, but... The fact Xbox convinced Sony to allow this game to go Game Pass on day one is insane. Yeah. Uh, because it basically makes you look like an idiot if you spend 60 or $70 or whatever it's going to be mm-hmm. on PS5. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to not, it's not a good look that it's day one on Game Pass for Xbox gamers. And then on PS, it's like, Full retail price, but full retail price. Yeah, and and it's not just like the, the show coming in, but like Outriders dropped this week as well, day one for Xbox Game Pass, and on every other platform you have to pay for it. So it's just it's crazy to see the moves that Microsoft's making right now to get like third party support to drop day one on their platform. Uh, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, well, Outriders, weirdly enough, because I, I feel like there was there was a decent amount of hype for Outriders. And day one on PC, it was also 30-some-odd percent off on Green Man Gaming for the Steam version, I believe. So it's like it was... They're aggressively pricing the thing. I think I don't, yeah. you know... I, I was surprised. Uh, but, and the other thing that's cool about Outriders is that freaking... Is, everybody can play with everybody it's crossplay right. everywhere which is i really want to see more games do that but um you know uh we'll see i i uh they you know it's got good reviews so uh, you know hopefully they have a hit on their hands uh, mm-hmm. and it's an active community around it but that's it that's the episode folks that's episode 14 that's all we got adios all right later <laughs>